Welcome back to King Woe's Court. And after the sidetracking of uh, two bonus episodes for you, we're back to season two and episode nine. And I have a band in, in with me today who have quite, you know, quite great, gracefully stepped up and helped me out at the last minute. They've always been on my radar, um, but today is their day. So, um, I, I, again, I wouldn't be overly familiar with the bands that play thrash in this country. Um, psychosis gave me a bit of a education, and I'm sure these guys are going to give me an education today. Um, they're from Dublin, and there was a couple of really big, good thrash bands around uh, that are still going. And these guys were one of them, and are one of them. I'm going to get my thrash on today with a band called Crossfire. Enjoy.
There you go. That was who goes there from my guests this evening. Uh, Crossfire. Welcome to Kingwell's Court, lads. Thanks for Cheers, man. Cheers for having us. No problem. Um, like I said, he's really he stood, stood manned up and got me out of a hole here this week. And I, I you know, as I said, I was going to get to you, but as I said, tonight is your night. So <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> so um, tell me who you are and what you do on the band. To my left is. I'm Kevin O'Connor Conroy. I play guitar and lead vocals. Awesome. And very good at it as well, yeah. <laughs> very good at it. <laughs> Don't get too cocky now, you know. <laughs> and you are, my friend? Dan O'Connor. Uh, play drums. And a very good drummer at that you are. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I want to say, oh, yeah, I asked you, didn't I, about drumming for me at some a few years ago, I think? Or something? Oh, I, I think I did. I think I might have. But so there you go. Who... <laughs> This this Irish metal scene is such an incestuous fucking pit, it really is. Yeah, you have to help each other out, I suppose. Yeah. No matter who you are. Listen, <laughs> thanks for coming on to King Rose Court. This is episode nine. Um, I had initially, I might as well talk about this while we're, before we get kicking in. I had initially, I initially only going to do 18 episodes per season. And after the little post I put up last night about, you know, being able to do telephone interviews now or podcasts, I now have nearly 30 another 20 extra bands to do now so I don't think season 2 is only going to be 18 episodes you know what I mean but uh, sure look we'll see how it goes Um, so Crossfire you hail from Dublin yeah yeah yeah. that's what I like to hear (laughs) yeah because I mean Jesus my band is like fucking two up north one in Drada and two in Dublin now sorry that's a can't can't get the jam (laughs) We can't get the jam. No, you, you're south side Dublin, so it's not quite the same as north side. Well, I'm oh, from the north side. Oh, that's all. I didn't know. Sorry. Like anyway. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm what keeps this place cool, you know. <laughs> but um, so Timmy, just give me another. Who who else is in the band? Tell me who else is in the band because we're not all here this evening. So, so um, Connor Jordan, he's our our bass player, mm-hmm. and we have Matt O'Brien, who is my my second hand man, my right, right hand man. He also plays the axe as well. So. And he's also the guitarist in Axial Symmetry, who obviously deserves a shout out because, yeah. again, like we're not huge death metal fans by any means, but Axial Symmetry are one of the best around yeah. in Ireland when it comes and, to that. So. And Gavin, Gav Doyle. Gavin Doyle. Doyle in Axial uh, Symmetry, he's had so big time. He's like a good guy. And stuff, so. He's going to be on the podcast very soon. Sounds again, it's just, again, it's trying to get people in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know if you know, but he did the, he recorded the drums on our new EP. Ernie, oh, yeah. Bloodwoods, yeah. Now, when I say record, he just pressed record <laughs> and just press 
and stop. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was great to work with him because he's so easy going. And, yeah, he's so professional. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, and he's, he's, pro- he does, like. he's properly getting started now with the setup now he has in his yeah, industry, yeah. which is brilliant. Yeah, and you can just even tell like where we were. I think we were one of the first bands in ourselves at Snowblinds when we did our single, and yeah. since then, well, he's had so many other bands in. And, yeah. Like you can see, every second week he's putting some on his Instagram. So uh, yeah, nothing but love for that. Absolutely, I am. I'm, uh, King Oz Cart is a big fan of uh, Gavin. Symmetry Industries, I must say. So, are you both? Are you both original members of the band? Um, <clears throat> kind of in a way. Give us a brief history before, of the band before anyone else was in the band. Before Crossfire was even a band, me and Dan were cousins, so we started kind of playing instruments around the same time. Cool, playing yeah. guitars, playing drums, and we used to jam in his room, just on like Metallica. Yeah, you know, the master of puppets. The go to. Yeah, exactly. So. <clears throat> The, the idea was to um, Dan was like okay we have to get a fucking we have to get a guitarist and a bass player so I was in school and I knew a guitarist and then um, it was kind of taking quite a while to get a bass player right so meanwhile Dan had formed two other bands <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, I then had a guitarist I found Connor Jordan on Facebook I saw this guy with long curly hair and a bass <sighs> and a bass and he was wearing a Megadeth t-shirt and stuff so I will add him. I got chatting to him on Facebook, and it wasn't until about a year that I actually met him in person, and we managed to form a band. And the drummer that I had in school, he uh, he was a bit like he was a folk guitar player, but he could also fucking play the shit out of the drums. Yeah. Like, but he wanted to kind of focus on playing folk guitar music, and that's when Dan Dan came in and was like, um, "I'll fill in for you while you're looking for a new drummer." It's six years later. And he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, I wasn't trying to be rude or anything because what actually happened was that, um, so I was 17 at the time, going 18 a couple of months. It was around about May or June. Like almost, yeah, almost six years now to the day or something like that or to the week or something like that. And I said, all right, I'm going to six here now. But, and like I was, back then anyway, I wasn't a huge metalhead by any means. I liked me alt rock. I liked a bit of pop punk and all bits and pieces. But I always loved, you know, my big four metal and Maiden mm. and Misfits and stuff like that. And I said, if nothing else, this would be great crack. And they'd only played a few gigs and, you know, starting to, you know, build up a bit of steam. I didn't want to see him stuck. And I jammed with Kev before. So I said, no, this would be great crack if nothing else. So, right, guys, it's whatever it was, May, June, July. It's like, I'd love to play a few gigs. Just help you see how I can learn the songs. But September, I'm gone. I'd leave and start <laughs> to study for. Wink, wink. <laughs> so, yeah, for, for a year. And I, was, I took for a year. They, we were, I was officially the, the touring drummer, the oh. session drummer. And uh, yeah, just never, never left. Never I remember, left. Yeah, a year and a half later, it was like, I was in the band two years already. And I was downstairs in Music Maker getting the hi-hat culture, something like that. And I see a poster, drummer wanted Crossfire at a college. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck yeah. is this? It had been up there all that time. <laughs> Try and keep it up there as long as you can as well. You know, if you get yeah, random calls. We've gotten lots of inquiries. <laughs> but here, let's be honest. It's so fucking hard to get drummers. In this, no, it's, this, it's hard this to get. Town. It's hard to get anybody. Uh, even guitarists, like our mates in a band. I won't name. I won't name the band. But they were fucking. They were looking for a guitarist for a while. And I don't think they ever really fucking got one. You know. So yeah, it's tough going. Mm. Really Slim pickings. Like that to find. Like whatever about guitarists because uh, I don't mean to say don't do don't <laughs> not take this the wrong way but they're a dime a dozen but not good ones okay yeah. great drummers are very very hard to fucking come by yeah. they're very hard to come by and then you get a good drummer with that has to have the right attitude mm. you know what I mean and the right yeah. the, you know I mean we ended up going back to my original drummer 
that's how I got my drummer so like we're uh, we're all original members back together like that's the only way it seems that it's gonna go forward for me Aaron our original drummer like he was he was an unbelievable drummer he was very technical and all that but he was a very delicate touch and where we um, where we practiced at the time was literally this small room concrete room there was nowhere for the sound to go right so when he was playing drums there it was a grand you know and then when he left and we got Dan in and he just started beating the living shit out of these drums like we were <laughs> fucking bad. we were deaf by the end of our first fucking That's practice a proper drummer it's like holy shit we need to get a yeah. fucking new rehearsal space <laughs> where was that? Um, a friend of the family um, he owns like he said he's a carpenter he yeah. owns a warehouse owns his own business and he let us uh, that's great rehearse yeah. there English like then oh, the prop yeah. but then what was it the uh yeah, it was all like the insurance guys came we, calling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we weren't insured to be on the premises because obviously all the fucking dangerous tools and course, stuff like that. Yeah. So we, he had to give us the boot, unfortunately. Oh, still nice to have it at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we, we took advantage of it a bit too much. The place was just full of cans. <laughs> what else would you be doing? You know what I mean? So tell me this. Why why trash? What got you into trash? Like, you were saying you were into a load of different types of things. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, but Kev got to me into trash because... Well, obviously, I was on his younger cousin by about a year and a half or something like that. And I remember the first time I ever heard metal was he had an old Aunt Justice for All vinyl, his dad's yeah. vinyl, nice. sitting there on the desk. Her dad's vinyl? Dad's <laughs> vinyl. He met him outside the Gresham Hotel in 88 and he got Headfields and Ulrich's signature Deadly. on the back of it. I still have it at home. Deadly. I remember it so vividly though because it's not even the best song on the album. You played To Live Us To Die For Me. Yeah, the Big instrumental. Big oh, yeah. and instrumental and I loved it. And then from there, I was, well, it took me a good bit longer to dive a bit deeper from the big four and, you know, the bands like every metalhead would know. Especially Metallica, you know, which, which will probably come up far too often in this conversation. Hey, look, we're in a metal, we're it, it, a metal yeah, podcast, yeah. so it, it, no, but that, that's what stuck with me, and so yeah, and um, that's that's how I got into metal, and so I'm sure, but sure, you've been the the metal one of the two of us, anyway. I, I've, I've been listening to metal since I was about two years old, like ever since my dad got his first car. Anytime I was in the car with him, it was always he was playing the likes of Metallica or. ACDC or Tin Lizzy or Anthrax, you know. Yeah. Or sometimes even Slayer, like, he used to get pretty heavy, like. But, um, yeah, I just grew up on it. So it's in your blood? It's in your blood, yeah. And it, would you be the main kind of trash aficionado in the band, maybe? Um, that no, probably sounds a bit. I wouldn't say that I am. I would say Connor's probably more into trash metal than Okay. Me. Um, he obviously, he probably listens to a whole lot more trash than I would. Um, but I like, I like all genres of music, not just Yeah. Metal. So, uh, and you find that an awful lot of proper, uh, proper metal fans like a lot of styles of music, not just, mm. not just metal. Mm. You know, you know, I find that. Like, I'd, I'd be more into the kind of the new wave, the British heavy metal stuff, like the likes of Iron Maiden. But he lo- he loves Judas Priest as well. But like, I love Iron Maiden and, and like Motorhead and bands like that. You know. You know, I was only listening to Killers there a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, that was the first. I made an album we ever listened to and then um, excuse me I just revisited there it was about 10 years since I heard it I was like oh man what a singer Diana was in his day yeah. fucking unreal and then the, st- the way he went did you see the, the state of him like, in the last few years <laughs> <laughs> coming onto stage in a wheelchair like oh, fuck I swear to god yeah. sure, isn't, oh isn't god. that what happened about your man Possessed or something Possessed yeah, just released the first album what was the first album in 35 years something like that your man in wheelchair and it sounds really good yeah, I, I, I saw him <laughs> at Bloodstock a couple of years ago and he fucking rolled out in his fucking wheelchair <laughs> screaming the head off and said, like, dead. <laughs> that, that new album, I can't remember what the album's called now, but the single album was called No More, uh, was it? 
no more room in hell or something like that and it fucking goes yeah yeah I and mean, you never heard them back in the day like because if you listen to, i remember the first when I, again when i started diving a bit deeper i listened to seven churches and i never properly listened to that like they say it was the first death now it wasn't full-blown death now it wasn't quite yeah. there yet i remember listening to this and it's really lo-fi this singer screaming his head off it's like what? i don't know what's going on here but i feckin love it yeah and now you hear them nowadays and the songs for the most part hold they, up they still hold up uh, but it has that 21st century quality to it it's, it's, it's really cool that's cool that a band can maintain that kind of vibe yeah for so true. long yeah that's how you, like again a lot of the older bands a lot they'll they'll there's just something about them there's a there was a hunger or something that they had that a lot of even nowadays a lot of us don't have because we have kind of good equipment we have this and we have that you know but back then they they all had a fucking hunger that is unmatched yeah i feel you know um so yeah so who would have influenced you to start a band like is there any particular you know uh, bands or musicians or um You'll go back to Metallica. Well, like, the, the, the big four, pretty much, when it comes to yeah, crash, like, yeah. I, I, like for me, like I was always like I play lead guitar as well, but for me, right. I was always mad into playing rhythm guitar. Okay, and for me, like James, James Hetfield, he was he was the man for me. Like He's he was amazing, sad, right hand, down yeah. picking and all that kind of shit. Um, love that. Um, I love Tim Lizzy and Iron Maiden for the for the harmony, the dual guitar harmony stuff. You know, me and Matt do a little bit of that in Crossfire. Nice. I'd love to implement more into it <laughs> without without sounding very new wobble me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for me those those three Metallica, Tim Lizzy and Iron Maiden, they're they're my three inspirations. Well, you can't go wrong with any any of them. What about yourself? Yeah, the pretty much the same. The the, the big four, obviously, a, a bit of Maiden, but then but like when I was properly starting again to. Uh, music especially drumming it wouldn't have been too much metal apart from mm. the names you mentioned there it'd be more so kind of alt rock like uh, uh kind of few fighters but a bit of the grunge stuff like nirvana and pearl jam a bit a bit of pop punk too which we won't talk about and uh but uh, <laughs> but, uh <laughs> what's wrong with that like you know <laughs> um but and then a lot of a lot of, a lot of punk stuff too like misfits uh, i remember yeah when i was really starting to be around 16 i was non-stop misfits and ramones now Misfits today so one of my favourite bands we were only talking yeah. about they're doing the original Misfits are back now for the first time well, with Dave Lombardo <laughs> even better oh, no, no. <laughs> last weekend we were literally talking about they're, okay. they're playing uh, Madison Square Garden in October and we're, like, we were literally talking about flying over to New York are you thinking about it yeah? well I, I saw it out they're playing the same day that we're playing a gig in Belfast, something like that, some weekend sure like you that. Could <laughs> but one thing I did see today was, and I know Doyle, the guitarist, he uh, I know he does his own solo stuff, but it was just a screenshot. And um, or someone asked him any plans for the UK, is like, and he said, October uh, was yeah, November or something like that, or late October, November, or November, December, whatever it was. I don't know if he's talking about Misfits yeah. or um, yeah, Doyle, so. but that would be a trip over to London. So, come here, who's so who's in the band is Danzig. Doyle, is it? Yeah. And who else? Uh, Lardo. J- Jerry Only, the bassist, he's been the one, like, they've been going for now, what? I think they were, when Graves left the band and whatever it was, late 90s or early 90s, uh, it was pretty much Jerry Only and whatever musicians he could find for mm. 15 years, just kind of touring, and they did one or two albums that weren't amazing. Then now, all of a sudden, I think, he had, he got back Danzig there for a couple of gigs, and now Doyle comes in with a couple of gigs, and now they have this six-date run in the States. With all three of them, and then Lombardo, but then like misses, I think they have like they were ridiculous amount drummers back in the day, and now they have Dave yeah. Lombardo probably performing at ten percent of his ability. And oh he yeah, kills it. absolutely. It's Matt, and then he's doing uh, suicidal tendencies as well. Yeah, that seems Jeez. to be his main gig at the minute, doesn't it? Suicidal. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, I mean, mad. 
These, these bands are very lucky to get those. Track, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah. um, uh, let me see. So, I was saying to the big four, like, we're, we're pissing through these topics like we really are. Um, um, do you think the big four were the right four to be called the big four, we'll say? Um, I think a lot of it might have had, like, right place, right time. Yeah. You know, I'd say if, like, say... Say Anthrax weren't around at the fucking time, you know. Exodus probably would have been in there before Anthrax, you know. But like, yes, yeah, kind of contacts in the right place, right time. It's a, it's a cliche to say, but I think you're talking about classic trash before. You, I, I personally would swap Testament with Anthrax, and Sorry. that, yeah, and that's not a, that's not a slight Anthrax. I love no. a lot of Anthrax, but I don't yeah. think it has to. It's not the same kind of. Tra- I don't know how to describe it. it. It's not as trashy. Like I think Testament is just more classic to that sound. Yeah, especially like what you know. The New Order still going to be... Like, I only started listening to New Order again for the hope, first 100 years on repeats the last few weeks. Well, oh, my God. I hope Matt's not listening to this because his fucking... He loves Fistful of Metal. Like. <laughs> but oh, Fistful, but Fistful of Metal then. Well, again, all of their first albums wasn't quite what trash would be called yeah, or what exactly, trash is yeah. known when you listen to it now. The Fistful of Metal to me, and I like it, but it, it sound, I thought it sounded like old Judas Priest, kind of, you know? Mm. And of course, they would have all been influenced by... Of course, yeah. Only, so, yeah. I mean... Nothing wrong with that, but like, yeah. I think the big four, I think they were justified, even though yeah. I like I agree with you. I think yeah. Testament should have been, yeah, yeah, in there, yeah. but should that's I mean, everyone has an opinion, don't they? Really, yeah, you know. Um, I would love to see the back, the clash, the, the, the clash in the, the, clash clash of the, the times, times. Yeah. Yeah, 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 back in the day. And even still, you had they did the big four tour. They did a few states, and not the same. It was there what five or six years ago? Yeah. Did a few dates in Europe, and then they did a few in the states. Yeah, I saw it in the, the cinema. Oh, I remember. I had the DVD. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny because oh, this sounds really stupid. Like, but I went with me and when certain bands were like when people's favorite bands were coming on, they go, "Yeah, <laughs> they can't hear you." And I was thinking, like, I'm Slayer, Slayer. It's because, like, Slayer, my favorite band, yeah. you know, and, uh, but, like, I was like, no, I won't see that. And then, of course, some people were saying, Slayer, Slayer. What year, what year was the big four tours again? I think it was, because it was around about the time I started getting into Slayer, it would have been 16, so it would have been around about 2011-ish, because their album at that time was World Pain of Blood. Yeah. And people, you know, it, like any band nowadays, when they're touring a new album, it's like, oh, why if they had to play four songs on new albums? Like, I, I this is like, it was one of the, after Rain and Blood, I went to World Pain of Blood, it's like, Hello, this is great. Yeah. And, 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 a lot, a lot, and a lot of it still holds up. We're all paying a blood. Uh, Hate Worldwide. Mm. Unit 731. It's like, yeah. And like, that to me was the closest they got to their oldest sound. Mm. I feel it was Psychopathy Red. The, no, I think Christ Illusion. And again, it's been, it's been years since I listened to the hallway through. But every now and again, G had off uh, Christ oh, Illusion. That's twice. Did, yeah, they, so. did they? I think they played that in the tree arena. That's still yeah, they did, yeah. I wasn't there. at the tree arena. Oh yeah, shame, man. shame <laughs> on you. I've seen them. Like, I saw them like four times. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I've seen them like many the time. But Kerry was at the my dog. Kerry was at the bloody thing. <laughs> he was actually saying to me earlier that you would name Kerry. Kerry, Kerry. <laughs> that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> She's seen them twice already. And she did not even tour them. Jesus. Saw them in the Olympia. My dad was telling me yeah years ago. I saw them in the the top hat ballroom Dunleary back in the eighties, oh, right? Man. And. Uh, he was saying it was an absolute fucking murder. Like they only, they only played maybe three or four songs, right? Because the bouncers at the front, they hadn't a clue. They hadn't a clue about moshers and yeah. fucking mosh pits and crowd surfers, right? There was a lot of kids at the fucking front, and you know they were pushing towards the fucking barrier. And fucking one of the one of the bouncers didn't handle it too well. He punched one of the kids in the fucking face, and this bouncer got dragged over the fucking 
the fucking barrier and got the shit kicked out of them and there was just a riot an absolute fucking riot with that saying it was lads walking out of the fucking venue with toilets under their arms <laughs> toilets <laughs> that costs a shot of money instead of wearing the back down doesn't it yeah. that's later like, they literally had to fucking get off stage because the place just erupted it's fucking nuts what, what year was that 88 or something 88 yeah. so we're on the what South of Heaven time yeah, yeah. that happened um like a, a lot of like uh, these are quite young so <laughs> is her I would have gone to a gigs you know in the say early 90s we'll say right starting mm. but um like even then the bouncers used to beat the shit out of the kids mm. I mean there was a I don't know if you've ever heard about it there was a gig where that boy has played in 94 and that was I went to that gig it's the year I was born. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like 16 or something. My mother had only died a week beforehand. She found me the ticket, so I said, I better, I better go. You know, she, she would have wanted me to go. My mom was a bit of a metalhead as well. Like, you know, Class. And uh, so I we went with my friends anyway. And like that, I don't know whether, whether I don't know whether boy do you like boy has it first of all no wow I'm, I'm giving a different type of chance of, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah kind of new metal rap metal mm. I don't know but I loved them right and there was they were playing festivals and they were like they were playing Dynamo Festival playing, they were playing Monsters Rock and all this kind of shit and they were getting into trouble every fucking place they played like they were getting the power cutting them and I was like is this a fucking are they doing this on purpose or something but then I saw like I just saw one of the bouncers knocking a young flail mm. And the guitarist uh, jumped off the stage and beat the shit out of the fucking house. <laughs> All chaos ensued. The gig was cancelled. They got to play three or four songs. Mm. And that was it. But I don't know. They must have done some... I, I'd say there was some serious overhaul of the security at these gigs. Yeah. Because, like, you're, you know yourself... Like, sure, even, I think, because it's the year I was born. Smashing Pumpkins, again, one of my favourite alt-rock bands. I fucking love them. And I read about I think it was was it the Olympia I think it was the Olympia a girl oh, the died point, yeah the point depot. was a girl died there and she fell fight, off, like yeah she fell off the back yeah well oh, fell that oh, that's just, like yeah that's only smashing pumpkins like you know woo for heavy yeah. for that but you know it goes to show like you think things are bad nowadays but you know mm. so it was a couple of years now I wasn't at this gig um where for I was at Bloodstock Exodus were playing Bloodstock and then they were playing the Bolton Factory in Dublin oh the yeah day after right so obviously I was still over in Bloodstock and the rest. Rest of me fucking mates, they went to the Bolton Factory to see Exodus. And your man, you know, Rob Dukes was still with them at the time. Yeah. A fucking big redneck bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was fucking, I can't remember exactly what happened, but there was kids trying to fucking get up on stage and do a bit of fucking jumping off the stage. <laughs> and uh, the bouncers around having fucking any of it. And Rob Dukes just stopped everything. And told the bouncers to get the fuck out. <laughs> There's a video on YouTube, like, look yeah, it up, you're fucking fine. He told them all the fucking bouncers to fucking get the fuck out and let the fucking kids up on stage. And they actually did. Back, back and go, uh, like, that, they probably shouldn't have fucking got it. No. Sure, it's fucking reasons, like, <laughs> back, back and back far really easily. Yeah. I remember watching a video, it was Dropkick Murphy's playing live somewhere, probably two or three years ago. And Dropkick Murphy's, I've seen them twice as well. Mm. No, three times Baker Street, great. And they always get a good 100, 150 people on stage or how many they can fit for the last two songs and they play a cover or two. Yeah. Um, TNT, they always do this. Really? Brilliant. But there was one stage, and I don't know what the this guy was doing or what he was on but when he's on stage and they're all everyone's just kind of dancing enjoying the song and he starts doing it's either a Nazi salute or a Nazi walk or something like that and you're going you're going (laughs) you're going to base having none of it he proper goes at him the end of the base straight into him your guy's grabbed off stage and he says something like that you don't come to a dropkick show so like it's fucking mad (laughs) that's crazy shit 
He must have been able to be on something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> have you ever had any kind of weird antics on stage? Anyone jump on stage and do anything? Whenever we um, kind of play the Voodoo Lounge, there's <laughs> um, been a few crowd surfers there, you know? A few <laughs> uh, stage divers. Nothing, there's never been any fucking trouble or anything. No, we, we, back in the day, we'd have people come up and sing songs, so that's not on too mad. Yeah, we, we, one, we, used to, we used to throw a cover like, into every set that we yeah, had. The one, the one thing I remember vividly, I'll never forget it. Just again, crowd participation. Um, like I, I, yeah, back in the day, and we probably did an awful version of We used to do P-Cells, you suppose, our <laughs> seven right. P-Cells. Two things I remember. There was one time where um, we got Tom Moylan, a friend of ours from mm. Slaughter and Psychosis, one of the best drummers in Dublin. He is, yeah. Um, he did uh, P Cells and I sang it and <laughs> I got all of the lyrics wrong. <coughs> Embarrassing. But even worse than that was and I think it was a no, I think Can I can I do your impression please? What do you mean I don't believe in God? Just not your kind. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <coughs> but the wor- the part of ten <laughs> I still think the worst one was um we were playing up I remember playing upstairs affairs. I think it was actually when we had a pretty decent crowd, but we got um Cuber, yeah, we got we got a guy up on stage do P cells, but he did you know the P cells, but who's buying? Yeah. He did every he did everything off time. So like if it's supposed to be on the one and three, yeah. he did on the two and four, and we're just looking. Was that a four percent? Like, no, no, no he's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. Man. Yeah, like looking I, back at these. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, think, I think after that, I don't think we ever play P cells at least with somebody ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like saying to you, did you see the? I, I, was, I, funny, I was up on stage with psychosis a few weeks ago. The yeah, day, yeah. Rain of blood. It was, <laughs> it was like they were they were messing, and I think uh, Tom said, dun, 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 and yeah. then Grant saw me, and he goes, oh, "What we do? Come on, do you want to get up?" I was like, "What? Fuck off!" Like, I'm not prepared, like you know. And then I got up, and we had a bit of crack with it, you know. But yeah, like that. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever done that now with my band. Have I gotten anyone up to see? I passed the mic around for ah, yeah. our songs. But um, you know we don't really do covers, <laughs> you know. I was a, luckily it was a long time ago <laughs> <going> now. <laughs> so you're you're saying there, um, like have like has ever been any fucking mad shit, like yeah, gigs or whatever. I think there was one time that then we were playing Carnage. Uh, it might have been the last song. Fucking we always we used to always end with a song called Bonded by Beer, <laughs> and uh, I think I fucking I broke a string or something at the end of the fucking gig or something, and like it was there was still like a minute or two left. In the fucking in the set, and I just I just got off the stage and I went to the bar. <laughs> uh, well, you were bonded by your beard. Yeah. so you actually made perfect yeah, sense. True to the meme. So that's yeah. perfect, man. A lot of weird shit happened at those kind of early gigs. Like, like kind of, but well, not well, fun shit. But um, yeah. But nowadays, like you know, that was ages ago. Like, and now, like ever since what well, the last kind of year and a half or so, it's kind of like all right, we're gonna knuckle down and we're gonna we're do this proper seriously. And you know, since then, anyway, yeah. the, the quality of the gigs have gotten there. Uh, better if nothing else yeah like we'll always remember those stories but i have a uh, funny enough i was playing fibers years ago and i don't know uh, do you head bang loads on stage when you're playing yeah, yeah. i can't anymore <laughs> and i thought i could back then and i thought i now i mean do you ever see a skinhead doing windmill <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to windmill to one of our songs and our songs aren't even that fast right i don't know what the fuck happened i got dizzy and uh, <laughs> oh, no. i fell back <laughs> and it's the band kept playing right? and the drummer was playing with whatever he yeah. could and get, oh, get up get up get up and then I got up and I got I just got up for, literally for the end of the song and I went damn and I went and I fell back down again 
So that was like, and my um, Ali and my partner was like, that was the one of the few gigs she wasn't at because like she loved ripping the piss out of me. She goes, did anybody get video evidence? Yeah, of she would have had a field day. Oh. <laughs> She's horrible like that, you know. I'm sure Matt and Connor have done that to me before, not intentionally. Like they're just been having a crack. They might hit a cymbal or something, mm. and it falls over, and I'll just yeah. be giving them debt like one. Like, so when we were playing Bloodstock, my bass player kept knocking me in the head with the fucking bass, like, and I was like, what the fuck? There's only on the fucking Jaeger stage, it's not big. The Jaeger stage is so Jeez. fucking small. Great fucking. Have you just played? What's no, 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 I've been there like, three times. It's a cool, it's a cool, it's a cool festival, isn't yeah. it? But, um, I don't know about the, this year's lineup. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, that's not saying that bad about <laughs> Bloodstock. I love Bloodstock. I'd probably, I'd probably, I wouldn't love to see Scorpions. Yeah. I have a little bit of a sweet spot for Scorpions. <laughs> well, especially now that Mickey D is playing drums with them. You know, Mickey D is a fucking amazing drummer. Motorhead's yeah. drummer. The only, the only name I can remember sticking out to me from this, and I'm sure there's others I'm completely forgetting, but I saw Elevite where headlined the second stage one yeah. night and started getting in semi year ago with like a really soft spot again for like Celtic punk or uh, Celtic metal, anything with a bit of, or folk metal, anything with a bit of bagpipes in it. So <laughs> if, if you get it right, it's just so good. So you like so. Horn, yeah? <laughs> no, there's, there's not enough bands that I know that are playing. Yeah, that's... Well, like, no, not that I don't know. It's what I'm into, you know? It's, it's very varied this year. Yeah. And that's good for... Same yeah. people. Me personally, if you're going to be spending a, what, 200 quid or whatever on a weekend pass, you want a bit more. Mm. This is just me personally. You probably feel the same. But like, yeah. I think the, the the festival I was interested in was... Um, Hellfest. Was Hellfest, yeah. 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 And there was, what was the other one? There was another one on Grasspop. Grasshop. Because Grasshop, yeah. there was a lot I heard of, that's very expensive. Like, yeah. Even when you're over there, it's very expensive. Man. Yeah, but like... I was like again. I look at each day and I thought up what band, how many bands. If there's, there has to be a minimum of five bands on each day. If I'm going to go to an all all weekend, mm, and that's pretty reasonable. Like when you think about it, but like we would have loved to go to that because of the Kerry likes a lot of the bands, like you mm. know. But um, gee, like that, <laughs> we were gigging. So it's, like, it's cool. Was, it's cool that she fucking into it, like savage. It is, you know, but like at the same time, right? Listen to me. Give me an alternative big four. We kind of touched on... All right, Dan, you go first. No, uh, no. Well, well, no, we'll do it between us because I think, all right, we're talking... All right, yeah, Testament. If they're not in the actual big four, they're in this right. one. Testament, 100%. Well, we'll all agree yeah, on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Heathen. And I know they only had the two or three albums. They only had two or three, what, two or three albums back in the day just for... Um, were they an 80s band as well, yeah? They, were, they had an album in the 80s and then they released an album in, I think it was 90 or 91, called Victims of Deception. I'll have to check. Just, just, just for that. All time <laughs> favourite albums. It's fucking unbelievable. So check Heal. that out. Heal. Yeah. I'll have to check um, that I'd give a shout again. Only, see, that's it, a lot of the... The big four, at least, they had staying power. Like they, then they had careers, mainly because they were so big and they had that time. Yeah. But there is definitely a good few metal bands kind of back then, kind of what, mid, late 80s, even early 90s, that had two or three great albums and they kind of just fell away. Like, that was uh, Toxic. I love the first two Toxic albums, the only two Toxic albums, um, what, World Circus World and Circus, this, yeah. Take this. Like, so we're judge, judging it by then, yeah, put Toxic in there. So, Toxic, uh, Heathen and Testament? Yeah. We're probably forgetting alone now, but yeah, but true. It is <laughs> what it either, is. It's either, an alternate. It's yeah, exactly. An either Exodus or Creator. I would say Exodus. Yeah, and See, I like Creator, yeah. but I think Exodus. No Exodus. The kind, of, the kind of two, the Teutonic trash, of the German trash. It does kind of have a different sound to it. That it does. I'll, personally, 
I, I, I don't love it. Like, I like someone. I love a lot of creator. He, actually, the last creator album you showed me, the actually new one, had, like, some really catchy stuff on. It was almost, like, getting into kind of, like, melodic death metal and power metal. That was what? really cool. Actually, I changed my mind. <laughs> you ever heard of Forbidden? Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Twisted it into form. Twisted into form. Fucking savage album. Uh, so I Forbidden, Heat and Testament, and then either Toxic or Exodus. Exodus maybe for staying power, but those first two Toxic albums are brilliant, so... Wait, well, if I have to, if I have to decide, what would I say exit this one? Because I know them. <laughs> you know, that's fair. But I do want to take, check it. Who is a toxic? Toxic with a K. So toxic check and Heaton. Check yeah. out Heaton first. Yeah. So we're victims of deception. Their second album. Cool. Is that, a, is that, is that up online or anything? Ah, yeah. yeah. On, if you have Spotify, it's on Spotify yeah. or YouTube. You'll find it on there. YouTube is great for listening to albums because you don't need a Man, subscription or anything. I could spend fucking hours just finding new bands on fucking YouTube. Like, so do You click into one and then all the suggestions you click into another and he's just... You're a rabbit hole. Like a rabbit hole of just finding bands. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, I love it as well but like you have to save through some amount of shit <laughs> to find like, I love like You do, you end up finding a fucking gem yeah. and you're just like, oh, this is dead. It's mad how like that. Like, I do that for... Uh, it's all like wrestling as well, like you know. So you get like loads of like that. You you go you get you go onto this link, you go onto that link, and then you get this fucking documentary or whatever that you've never seen before, mm. and you're up at it's four o'clock in the morning. You're like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, so much shit out there. You just have to go looking for it. I've like, I've said it to you already. Ang- I don't know if you know angrymetalguy.com. It's one oh, of the yeah. one of the best. Well, from what I found, anyone with the best kind of uh, blogs where it's just like meta reviews, and they do everything. They do trash. They do decks. They do black. So on and so forth. And the amount of small bands I may not even love but listen to, like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, I've been going on the notes of some band from, I want to say Atlanta, somewhere in the States called Paladin, a new trash band. Only, mm-hmm. again, like two, three thousand listens on Spotify. Yeah. Kind of a mix of kind of uh, old school trash metal and power metal. And I'm obsessed with them now. So, like, there are definitely gems out there. And even like trash, it's, you know, trash is starting to make a tiny bit of a comeback, I think. Mm. It's, it's not, I won't say it's the in genre now, but. Uh, no. It's, I feel like that's definitely something there's a resurgence anyway yeah, well there was a resurgence a few years ago yeah especially in this country wasn't there when the, yeah. a lot of these were popping up mm. there's not an awful lot left no <laughs> but that's, that's uh, what happened like I don't know what, what people do it for a few years that's what we did it for a few years and but I don't think we were taking it properly serious. And then, like, and the, like we've got everything we've done significant, or most of the significant yeah. stuff we've done. Our best work has only happened yeah. in the last two years. Oh, now. yeah. I'm putting, I'm putting significant in air quotes there, by the way. Because, <laughs> uh, like, cause like, like, the band's, band's been together for fucking seven years, right? It seems like so long. But, like, during the, during the early days of Crossfire, you know, was, we're all still in college, you know? Yeah. So there was, like, a, there was a stage where it was hard to get the four of us into a fucking room together. Now we practice every single Saturday. Excellent. Every single fucking Saturday. You need that. There'd be fucking times yeah. where we might practice once a month back, back like three yeah. or four years ago. You know. Yeah. So we've we have we've, we're taking it a lot more fucking seriously than we used to. Like back in the day, like we used to also like we loved a few fucking beers and fucking doing shit we shouldn't be fucking doing, and we knocked that on the fucking head. So you know we're fucking proper getting our act together. Like, yeah, yeah, proper, yeah. Proper uh, really well. And people have said, well, I I know. Personally, I can definitely tell the difference in the shows, and people have said there's different in the shows, and just the amount of things we're doing when it comes to gigs. Like uh, you were saying earlier, like we play Carnage every second week just yeah. because. And Carnage Metal Cup was it was absolutely it was brilliant great, yeah. and great crack. But we play it every second week just for the crack, and there's, yeah. there's no fun in that. So we're being we're being selective with the gigs we play, and we played some great gigs this year, um, and we had the two releases last year, and like you know, always you know plans anyway and goals for bigger and better things now. So. Uh, like gigging at the moment isn't um, 
our top number one priority at the moment. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get as much new music together as we can. So mm. hopefully next year we can get a fucking album together, a proper album. Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, at a certain point in your it's a career, you have to go and do what you, what you want to do an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think every band wants to have that in their hand, don't they? Like, yeah. Yeah. A, a full album. Rather than just an EP or a whatever. Sure, we didn't even have a proper <clears throat> EP in our hand. We, we got cassettes. <laughs> that, that, that's a funny story. <laughs> we got 10 cassettes, and, mate. And a guy from Hungary came up to us and was like, what's well, the deal? We're kind of, um, can, I, can I put your EP on cassettes? And our EP, oh, well, we, re- we released Bound and No, it was great. We yeah, released Bound yeah. and Skin, I think it was March 2018. The five, pretty much the five songs we were yeah. happy with to have and we were happy to release. And, um, and we put that out. But like... It's, it's hard to listen to now, like we did it really low five before Gab, Gab Doyle again yeah. from Symmetry Industry and Axel Symmetry, but like he was always a friend of us because Matt was in the band and he, he's done so much for us and so on, but we did it really low five. Very he, low five, I was listening to only today. Yeah, he, he, he didn't have a studio or anything there and like we weren't, we, we didn't have the money to really spend it on, so that furniture where, yeah, that furniture uh, kind of. That character warehouse workshop yeah did all the, we yeah did all the guitars there all the vocals we, we did the we did uh, the drums down in Troubadour um, in Fairview and it's also yeah so it's like it's low five but you know yourself if you want to do anything significant you want to be getting these good gigs you want to be attracting people's attention you got to have something up and I was like yeah. so long as I've been in bands I just want something up on YouTube something up on Spotify yeah. to get people's attention and you know and we and we still get we, we still get people saying oh I love that and I love the songs at least yeah. they know the songs and I'm kind of trying to say I'll just wait you and hear them properly but uh, yeah. but like you say I mean they were right at the time for the, the way you have to do them yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah, it, it got to the it got it got to the stage where we just kind of had to just get something fucking out yeah there, you know? yeah so we were together long enough and with the songs we had on the EP they were written long enough as well so we just had to yeah. get something out there just for just for, to get to get something yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happens with a lot of bands, it really does. Like, yeah. yeah, you come to a point where you just you need to get something out there. Like, we were actually planning on doing an album, but we, we ended up bringing out an EP in June, and then we're hoping to bring another EP by the end of the year. So, kind of two releases rather than one. Mm-hmm. And then maybe because we're like my guitarist Ross is writing so much fucking stuff at the minute, and it's all fucking class. Like, Happy <laughs> so. Like then next year, then we'll probably write an album because, like, we I don't know, like, we were so inactive for years. Yeah, like, I mean, we're going 14 years, can't believe we're going that long. <laughs> We've only one album, one album, one, one album, uh, two singles, a live EP, and an EP, and that's f- not the kind of productivity that should be for a course, band yeah. going that long, at least, mm. you know. Mm. So I can totally understand wanting to get stuff out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I can totally relate to that. Like, you yeah. Know I mean? um, so you, you kind of skipped on there. You were... So Gav then did the single. Was it just recorded and, the same year, was it? E- so well, we recorded the EP in 2017. In kind of... Right, okay. Second half 2017. And then it was released to uh, March 2018. So but the recording for the, uh, the single was going <clears> shortly after that. Probably even May or June or July or something like that, wasn't it? Uh, it was actually, it was this, someone came up with me Facebook memories. It was roughly this time a year ago. Well, that were, were in the studio recording it. Yeah. And then it came out in, I want to say, September of yeah. last year. So, yeah, step up year. from the EP. Yeah. Uh, well, that, yeah. And that just goes to show how much better Gav has fucking gotten yeah. and the equipment has gotten so much better. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. 
you know, he's, he's doing his trays, just fucking so much fucking better. Yeah, than and but were you happy with the step of, of the of the song as well, or was that a brand new song? Yeah. yeah. So that song, who goes there? Uh, our latest recording, and to my uh, my opinion, it's still the best song I've ever written. It's mm. um, a fantastic song, by the way. Well, yeah. Well, just well, a big part of our kind of songwriting, the songs we write, is well, I feel this anyway. That you know, give us a breakdown of how you write them, actually. So. Yeah, you, you should probably say okay, Kev is the mastermind behind a lot of the music. Con- Connor yeah. writes some good riffs too. Matt writes some good riffs too. I try and hum out a riff that will work yeah. every now and again. I, but um, it's all how's it go? I kind of it all kind of starts with one riff, and then another riff will spawn from that riff. Probably it sounds kind of similar to it, just a few variations or whatever. But when I start building upon that riff and having more riffs and riffs and riffs. I started to then piece them together and before I even show any of it to the lads, I kind of have a little bit of a picture in my head of what the song is going to fucking sound like. Yeah. And then um, eventually, uh, eventually when I, I think this is what the song should sound like, I bring it to the lads and see what they think and then uh, teach the song to the guys and then I'll, I'll pick a riff that I think I should be able to sing over. Like, I'm not going to fucking pick a riff that like, it's mad fucking technical, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be able to sing over, there's no way. So I kind of, I pick like a simple riff that I can just sing over and put melody over and then there's usually kind of like a, a solo section in the middle of the song with maybe a, a harmony section. And then uh, it's usually three verses, three choruses. And that's like some arguments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, especially recently. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the new song we were working on, we had a good 30 minute argument I was saying because um, there shouldn't be a third verse and he's saying there should be, but... Um, it just it goes back to a lot of the songs, especially that we've written recently, are approaching the seven or eight minute mark. And that is by design because while I, again, like I said, I love a lot of modern trash that's coming out, but if we were to say there's one thing wrong with it or the stuff I can encounter anyway, the stuff we've encountered and stuff we've been listening to, is that it can be simplistic isn't the right word, but it's I don't know what's why we're putting it, but like, you know, all right, let's say Gamma Bomb, one of our favourite bands, one of our favourite Irish metal bands, and we play with them and we yep. love Gamma Bomb. But yeah, you know, they have their style where it's kind of it's, it's it's almost kind of punky where it's like it's three minutes. You have your verses, your choruses, and they have some amazing songs. But we want to do more so kind of what was going on with Trash come the late eighties, where it's kind of a bit more progressive, like and Justice for All, like yeah. Victims of the Seven. We're talking about where you might have an intro, you might have this bridge, you know, kind of fleshed out stuff. Because I feel like some when we're listening to some of the modern Trash albums nowadays, they it it can if you're listening to ten songs in a row and it's thirty five minutes and they all kind of roughly have the same structure same length it doesn't have that it doesn't have the same punch that the metal that came <coughs> when Crash was in it's golden mm. age so yeah. that's what we're trying to do and it means then you know some of the songs like who goes around it being eight minutes and it leads to arguments that me and Kevin has like no mm-hmm. if we put mm-hmm. th- three verses into every second song we put this and that it's going to be nine minutes and it's going to be too long so and that means sometimes uh, songs aren't finished as quickly but we thought we still think though that when the songs come out though they're the way they should be. They're as perfect as we can get them to be, and they they have that punch. They have everything we want from it. I usually, like I like having I like having three verses and three chorus because the way I write lyrics, it's like I don't like writing lyrics. Right, <laughs> so, I'm so lazy when it comes to writing lyrics. Um, I forget you're talking to a lyricist. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I can write lyrics. I can relate I just, to what you're saying. That's just, what I mean. It just takes very long to get them out. Right? Yeah. But the way I the way I structure them is the only way I know how. Like. If I have an idea in my head, I, t- I like to tell it like I'm telling a story. So the first verse, like the intro to the story. Yeah. Second verse, the, the meat of the story. Of the and then the 
just the end you know that that's why I like having the three verses yeah. the three courses because it just kind of it wraps the story up nice and do you do, see that like you have that right so how would you feel like the, like see the way you said oh, there's not there's, there can't always be three verses how would you would that put you right off yeah yeah, yeah so <laughs> like we, we hence have. the discussions discussions yeah. in in Great <laughs> it's just it's for me. It's just it, it's easier to write lyrics when I have three verses. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know it's mad saying that because no, but like, you, obviously you need more lyrics to fill up three verses. But for this me, it's just the, easier to this do. This is like, the section that really interests me when I'm talking to lyricists because we all have very various different ways. Mm. I write my. I don't know if you're interested in that, but <laughs> <coughs> I don't write anything to the music. Mine all starts off as as what I call dark poetry. So I'd have lyrics, I'd have tons of lyrics written already. <coughs> Excuse me. And then I see what fits around what mm. the lads have. Like the lads would have full complete songs. And then I'd fit around what see, works with me. I'd probably do it fucking <coughs> arseways. I'd probably do it arseways. Like what I do is, like so I said, like I, I pick a riff that I'm going to be able to sing over, right? So then before I even have any lyrics, I'll try sing just a melody so I know how the lyrics are going to go, and then I fit the lyrics to that melody. I write the lyrics to that melody. Right, okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm basically writing the lyrics to fit the music rather than writing the music to fit the lyrics. Yeah. You know? You see, but you, you, you have it as well. You're writing the music and the lyrics. Where for me, it's, I'm only writing lyrics. Yeah, lucky. And I have no... <laughs> now, I would help structure a song. You know, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say, here, play this riff, but I might say, play one time less, or... Mm. Do you know what I mean? But... and. That would be my contribution to this to the actual song structures, like you know. What I mean? like Connor, yeah. um, to be fair, I was gonna say Connor. He's Con- Connor's <laughs> savage at writing lyrics. Like, he's really good at coming up with um, like lyric ideas and and lyric concepts. And like he'll come to me, he'll come to me with like fucking massive A four page really? full, full of lyrics. And like it's like I can't use all of this in the songs <laughs> too much. So what I what I might do, I might take best bits out of it and condense it, and then try and make it fit. Yeah, the melody and the and the riff. Can you um sing other people's lyrics, uh, honestly, if you know what I mean? If if he gave you a lot of a complete song, no, I can't. And <laughs> um, I could, but it take me it take me a lot longer to learn it than if I wrote it myself. Because like when you're writing something yourself, you know it's it's in your head before you even yeah. put the pen to paper. So you, you know you already <laughs> know the lyric before you write it down. So it's a lot of fucking hard See, I'm a real to arsehole. learn other people's lyrics. I'm a real arsehole. I keep saying to my bandmates, like, come on, help me, because I, I go to a writer's block all the time. Mm. And uh, I won't, like, I won't. Uh, if I think it sounds like drivel, I won't sing it. I won't let them even even read them, you know what I mean? So I keep saying to them, obvious, oh, come on, give me some lyrics, like, you know what I mean? And so then they'll give me lyrics and I'm like... I'm not fucking singing that. All right, what I might do is, I'm like, yeah, it's all right, like you know. And I might get what I try and do to relate to the lyrics is I'll like say pick a line or two, and I'll add to that mm. so that it's it's from me and that person as well. And that's how like because I'd love to have, I'd love to have someone like does the lads don't write lyrics. It's solely now on me. I'd look, you're lucky you have that other person that you can kind of bounce off. I only have, like, I like that because, as I said, like, I'm so lazy when it comes to the lyrics. <laughs> but, like, might as well tell you what, <coughs> write, writing a song at the minute, and Connor's, Connor wants to write about MK Ultra. 
right? Now, I know Sweet absolute fuck all about this, right? But he's exactly. <laughs> but he he knows loads more. But it's basically mind control experiments there. Oh, CIA right. were doing it. Yeah. That people have written about before. But Connor, what he's shown Connor. us, he has some like really good kind of lines on it. Yeah, like Connor's yeah. Connor's one thing about Connor, like he loves his history, loves okay. especially World War Two. <laughs> and that, that can help <clears throat> when it comes to lyrics. Yeah, so exactly, he's he's really good at coming up with ideas and concepts, and you know, so like even if because I I can't really do that. But like if he was to give me an idea. Or a few lines I could expand upon that, or if he's mm. giving me too much, I can condense it. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm good at that at least, you know. Um, and to be fair, now I think you're dismissing that a bit there. There's songs where you've written 100 percent of the lyrics from start to finish, and a lot of them are great. Because I'm talking about four months. But even, <laughs> but, even, <laughs> but, even, <laughs> but even still, the way it's worded and it's where and because you write the melody first, everything flows really naturally, yeah. and the lines that are supposed yeah. to hit hit hard. So. Um, yeah, don't describe yourself too much. No, don't. <laughs> isn't, it great, <laughs> isn't it great when people, even us as musicians, as right, isn't it great when people, and we're on a local level, but isn't it great once people are singing back your lyrics to you or they're fucking giving yeah. it socks? And you're thinking to yourself, like, they don't have to do this. Like, you know, like, it's, like we, um, it's a great feeling. Like, our fans wouldn't know our lyrics 100%, but like, we have the song called Book of the Dead, right? And, and the chorus. The last line of the chorus is D Evil Dead, right? And they're always fucking, you can fucking see people down in the front they're always fucking doing at least that yeah. part, you know? So it's pretty cool. The coolest thing I had. And you feed off it, you know? You get energy from it. When the when the EP came out, we I like I never said we would have had necessarily catchy songs. Maybe maybe the old chorus here or there, but you know, not something that you might be humming down the street, which is fair enough. Like it's trash metal. <laughs> <at the laughs> <end of laughs> <the day. laughs> it's trash metal, yeah, but um, but my brother, who again my brother who um wouldn't listen to that much metal. He like he likes his bits and pieces. But I remember I was lying in the room one day and I think the uh the EP had just came out and so I had it through my phone speakers like uh, <laughs> is that one of your songs? It's like of course and I was like, uh yeah yeah it's like, from the EP it's like well that's really catchy it's like I don't think that was fucking catchy. <laughs> oh no we're doing something wrong <laughs> <laughs> And I'm gonna get like I love the fact though that we can have an eight minute progressive trash song or trash song, long trash song where the chorus is catchy and people are gonna be singing back. So it's a testament to the songwriting. Exactly. You know. And that, yeah. like, that's something that I'm, I'm trying to get better at is trying to, like, Connor's always saying, like, when I'm writing riffs, like, the riffs, the riffs are really fucking catchy and stuff, they really stick in your head. But I don't want the riffs just to be catchy. I want the vocal line to be catchy as well, you know. So yeah. That you have the best Absolutely. of both worlds, you know. So that's something that I'm trying to get better at rather than just singing, like, a fucking just screaming a lot of shit <laughs> in the mic, you know. So, yeah. Melody is definitely on my mind a lot. <laughs> <laughs> got your mind on your melody, and your melody on your mind. Well, sure, even our new songs, the the added emphasis on backing vocals from Matt and Connor. Like, thank God I don't have to do yeah, it. Like, <laughs> we're constantly kind of incorporating new little ideas into songs. Like, we have um, we have a kind of a, a new wave song, kind of inspired by Iron Maiden, right? Okay. And the chorus, like fucking Matt and Connor are doing vocal harmonies with me and stuff. Like Damn. Really cool, sir. <laughs> we, 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 we didn't know Connor could sing. <laughs> Matt, Matt is probably one of the best voices from someone in the metal scene that isn't actually necessarily a singer. Yeah, he is. He can hit some notes. So yeah. you have a couple of kind of hidden hidden uh, weapons there. Yeah, exactly. We did a we did a cover. You probably probably wouldn't know the band a band called Grim Reaper. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another new wave band. Right, we covered a song called "See You in Hell," and Matt always sings it. 
Because Zelda do that high pitched fucking singing. Oh, wow. so, yeah, it's fucking savage. You really go to that. That's great that stuff. you can yeah. add that to your arsenal. Yeah, exactly. It really is. Like... Still have a few hidden gems. <laughs> yeah, no, we're constantly still exactly. We're still building the band. Yeah. Now seven years down the road, and we're still we're still trying to fucking get better and add new things into the mix. And... Yeah. And once it's once it keeps fresh for you guys. Exactly. Because if it starts getting feeling stale for you, then it's you need to do something. Yeah, that's that's another thing as well. Like we're constantly not trying to. Um. Right, they're always trying to make our songs sound different from one another, you know. Like, yeah, it's just like you don't want to end up fucking like Slayer eventually. Right? All your oh, no, 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 hang on, hang on. Like, when you go into the fucking 90s, and eventually, you just all ends up fucking sounding sound kind of the same. Like, first five albums, unbelievable, love them. Eventually, after a while, it starts sounding fucking same. I don't want to, that I, happen to us. I wouldn't necessarily say that about any Slayer album, I think, because cause the, so the songwriting is so distinct and it's like, it's top level. But there, there is definitely some metal, even back in the 80s, there's some metal albums where, because I listen to music and work all the time, and I'm trying to find old 80s metal, yeah. and the first song or two will come on, and it's like, this is pretty good, this might be my new favourite discovery. And then by the time track eight or nine comes on, it's like, I can't really remember that much of the first or second song because... You know, it's just too similar a sound. So, where like when you know in preparation for like doing albums and releases down the line, I think it's just it's finding that balance. Is you want the songs to sound distinct, but if you're gonna listen from start to finish, it still has to be kind of cohesive. Catch. Yeah, yeah. I think I find that yeah, a lot of bands will fall into that trap of if they hear it, if they've written a song and they love it, they want to keep that formula going. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of bands are afraid to step out of that comfort zones. Really. Yeah, yeah. We try to, you know. We write a fucking eight minute song one day. Want to try to write maybe a five minute song the next day in a different kind of style or something. Yeah. Still keeping it fucking trashy, but mix up the formula, mix up the yeah. layout of the song, you know? Stuff I mean, like we, we all don't have to go like Metallica and fucking go and totally change like what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even just because you brought them, but, like, like, look at Metallica, like, again, I'll say my favorite album is Injustice for All. You go from Blackened, which is a blister of a trashy mm. song, eight minutes still. <laughs> And Justice for All, really yeah. long game, but a bit slower. Your Harvester, Sorrow, it's slow and chuggy. It, then you have won the ballad. They all sound like they should definitely be on the same album. Yeah. And maybe that's because we've been listening to it for so long. No, but you're right, though. But it's, it's, it's all... So that's what you want. Like, you know, you know I feel like... Uh, yeah, I think Havoc is a good example. Havoc are... Havoc are probably one of the best trash bands, I think, since... In the in 20, 20, band, yeah, yeah well, since the 21st century. And I... My, you, we had this argument... Uh, the first two or three Havoc albums are great and you might not say the same but I still find it's like wow the songwriting's great maybe it's a tiny bit formulaic a little bit samey still great trash you won't find a lot better and then their newest album I think it was I want to say a year two years ago maybe Conformist mm-hmm. Life and you could tell they started getting a bit more proggy the songs got a bit longer yeah, they're throwing, they mm-hmm. were throwing slap bass in they were throwing a slow part in Excellent. here and there and you know yeah maybe not all the riffs are as good as would be on and kind of like time is up and a natural yeah. selections like that but I thought overall if you ask me now what album are you listening from start to finish it's that one because it has that bit of variety you know yeah. so that I suppose um, that's what we're trying to go for with every every song we write we're kind of keeping in mind okay an album's going to shape up like this or a set list is going to shape up like this How where is that going to fit in excellent and then um, like when we like earlier on when we said like we, we like kind of writing the, the longer trash metal songs because it was like bands like Metallica and Heathen and Forbidden they were doing it they were kind of putting a bit of a proggy twist on it there's not that many new trash metal bands that are doing it like yeah have the likes of Vector 
and mm. Tantara to an extent. Second album, not so much. I don't think I don't think people like that many people know Tantara and because I guess they're like a really small band from Norway. But if anyone's listening who's into their trash in any means, go check out Tantara based on Evil, because I still think it's probably my favorite trash metal album that's come out this century. Okay. The reason. I think I think I showed one of the few bands I probably showed to you that you love as opposed to the other way around. There's this guy from Norway doing his goal was to cover every Metallica song on drums, uh, from start to finish on his YouTube channel. They got a load right. of views, and when I started learning how to play drums, mm. I um copped onto that, and he actually he, he gave he gave up halfway into reload which is probably understandable yeah. the drum again the drum not every song is awful the song drumming wise anyway yeah. you can see why he did it so he got bored as fuck but he, <laughs> he, he, he got into a band called Tantara and again it's proper kind of big four influenced uh, trash with a bit of a kind of a progressive a longer yeah. kind of twist on it and I could even tell then from watching his drum covers from listening to um, the album I could see I could start doing small things on the drums myself it's like that came from a Tantara song, just be like a small thing here, like little kind of nuances, and I had no idea. So, yeah, Tantara based on evil, fantastic album. But before Dan was talking about that, <laughs> yeah. I was actually talking, Sorry. I remember, right? <laughs> but no, no, what, no, what I was saying was, like, there's not that many new trash bands that are doing the kind of the, the longer songs. So, I, I feel like we're kind of writing songs for us. Yeah, no that's what, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? mm. But that's what you need to do, you know what I mean? I think um, I'm going to go and uh, have a toilet break. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll uh, come back in a minute, okay? Yeah. So now everyone's uh, drained the vein, so to speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you were, you were going to tell me a funny story? Mm. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't think of it <laughs> earlier on when you were talking about the uh, mad crossfire stories, but this is probably... The worst one. It was like the fucking battle of Helm's Deep, so it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before Dan was in the band, and before Matt was in the band, with the uh, the two original members, we were playing a gig out in uh, the Cock Tavern out in Hote. It was our second time playing the gig. The first time, it was kind of like a, to see if we could draw in a crowd. So the next time we played, the, uh, the owner would pay us, right? So rock up to the place the second time to play and we bring a couple of a uh, couple of bands with us actual symmetry yeah Matt and Gav and then Dan's uh, band was the worst case scenario or the bizarre it was the bizarre that we have an old rock band this time and he's never told us that uh, yous are getting paid I would have asked you for a cut otherwise <laughs> 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 the reason we missed the story that's about to come up is because again like that we were six year at the time and it was a Sunday night so what do we do we play our set and we fucking rock off and get the fucking day home to you in school for the morning <laughs> fucking nuts but anyway <clears throat> we didn't know that this place the cock tavern was a place that if you were barred from any other bar in Hope, this is where you drank okay. <laughs> and we were playing it so our drummer at the time like he didn't look he wasn't a metalhead at all right he knew a few Metallica songs from what I showed him but like he was a savage fucking drummer so he played with us for a while and uh yeah, he didn't look like a metalhead. He was really kind of, he dressed very well, short haircut, all this kind of shit. And at, after we got off, you know, having a few beers, and my mum and dad are there. Uh, aunties and uncles are there, and a few of my dad's friends, one of which is this big fucking seven foot boss, an absolute <laughs> beast. He used to be like, used to be like a, an All-Ireland champion boxer, like, like he's in his, in his 50s now. <laughs> no, it's a... Uh, 
What's the name? Joe. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's, 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 he's very tourty style, like. <laughs> and uh, so, um, well, I have a few pints afterwards, and the drummer decides to go to the jacks, and in the jacks, there's a lot of fucking, a lot of lads in there smoking coke. Oh god. And um, <clears throat> so the drummer's on the way out with the fucking jacks, and the lads are still in there. My dad's on his way into the jacks. And before the drummer leaves, the lad's like, ooh, who's a pretty boy? Right? Okay. And my dad's standing at the fucking door and he hears the lad's it's like, what the fuck did you just say to him? And like, and like I was I was outside just talking to the lads, having a few drinks, and before I know it, I turn around and there's my dad and two fucking scumbags screaming at each other and fucking about to fucking start brawling. No right? So the owner of the cock tavern fucks the two lads out. And everyone goes back about their fucking business. And we're standing next to the, the entrance to the pub and the two lads come barreling back in and they grab me dad by the fucking scruff and your man's about to fucking lay into him. And I fucking, <laughs> I intervene, I threw a fucking Superman punch in. <laughs> like this guy's fucking, he's fucking huge. Yeah. And I fucking, fucking gave him a box in the mush just to fucking well, give, me that, give me that a bit of fucking yeah. time. <laughs> but I forgot about it was me. And fucking, his mate swings me around and fucking decks me and I'm on the ground he's fucking laying into me. The fucking lads are fucking lit. They're like, I'm, I'm KO. Like, they fucking, they're dragging me by the legs into the fucking jacks. Oh, shit. And like, I regain consciousness in the fucking jacks. And my face, my face was covered in blood. There's not a patch of skin colour left on it. That's hot. Jesus. And it's like, lads, Kevin, you all right? You all right? You're fucking worrying about me. I'm fucking gushing blood. Mm. Like, it's like, oh, like, how's my dad? Is you all right? He was still fucking out there. Fucking taking on the fucking two cocaine head lads. You know, fucking, you know, that, he was fucking, he reckons... He was jumping up and down, jump, jumping up and down on his fucking head, and huh? just kept getting back up. But me mate fucking Joe Barrett was there, like me dad. If he wasn't fucking there, me dad would have got the fucking shit kicked out. But fucking Connor's out there, and the other guitarist is out there, and they're fucking, you know, they're trying to fucking help me dad out, whatever. And they're fucking smashing fucking glass over the fucking lads' heads, and all. it's fucking just absolute fucking carnage. But anyway, I can't, I can't remember how how they, fuck, they fucked off or whatever. At the end of the fucking night, like, you know, my dad has a fucking hole in his face because the lad had fucking a set of keys in between oh, fucking knuckles. My dad had a hole bikes. in his fucking face. He had a, a dead nerve for about a year. Jesus. Couldn't feel half his fucking face. Like. Anyway, the fucking, the next day, <coughs> my dad was on, I was in the car with, with my dad and Joe, he's on the phone to Joe Barrett on loudspeaker, right? And Joe Barrett fucking, he's saying to me, Dad, she said, I woke up this morning with fucking shards of glass in the back of my hair. <laughs> me fucking, the two lads out of the fucking band were glass and the wrong fucking fella. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking For hell. sake. <laughs> oh, no. Fucking nuts. And me cousin, me cousins were there as well. They were just sitting at the fucking bar watching all this shit going on and fucking text me the next day. I said, Kev, you all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, grand. I'm fucking. I wasn't. I was in work the next day. Oh, Big Jesus. fucking black guy cuts all over me. Fucking. I, just, I, I had a roll of fucking kitchen towel sellotape to me oh, head because last I wasn't doing the job. He <laughs> fucking texts me. He's like, "Have you all right?" He asked, "Yeah, grand." I was a bit fucking banged up. So like, yeah, just like something out of Lord of the Rings there last night. Brandon says that Fibris is bad. You know, nothing. It was fucking crazy. Crazy. Jesus, that's some fun. That's how I got that scar. Oh, really? So there you go. Thanks for that story. <laughs> Jesus. Um, we might have another battle on our hands with this. Um, <laughs> Yours metal scene. It's quite vibrant at the moment. 
Mm. With so many different types of bands and young, old, indifferent, in the middle, everything. What's your take on it at the minute? What's Crossford's official take on it at the minute? Um, I would say that I am delighted in the way that there is... The Irish metal scene is great at the moment. Like you can tell how much is going on. There's constantly stuff going on. You see bands... Um, really kind of making a splash like Dead Labels that's the perfect example you see yeah. with the new stuff they've, and I know they've they been going for so well for themselves exactly and it's great to see and any Irish metal band that does well I'm so happy for it same on the flip side and again this is in a disparaging way yeah. we kind of we're on the, press, the kind of perspective that there, there just isn't too much trash going on and of course because that's that's our bread and butter we love trash and you know we, we all kind of we all give uh, other Types of metal, other genres of metal, listen to anyway, and there's some bits we'll love and some bits we won't like as much. We'll still see the merit in, but when it comes to trash in uh, Ireland, it we feel like our Dublin is uh, specifically, it's ourselves. You, you have Psychosis and Animator, the two women yeah. in the way for the last five or ten years, yeah, both amazing, yeah. both doing brilliant stuff. There's ourselves, there's Twisted Autocracy, that That's of them um, who were around a good while ago and have started to come back in the last while, and uh, some great stuff. And then apart from that, I don't know, Saint Slaughter, are they? Saint Slaughter, uh, the, 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 I'm, I'm they're still they're still, they're still going, but like Tom, like Tom's, uh, you know, he's in psychosis mm-hmm. at the moment. And I think you know, he's he's very comfortable doing that, and he, he loves yeah. psychosis, you yeah. know. So he's a, uh, and like Jeff, their guitarist in Saint Slaughter, he's he's up in Belfast. So again, I say for them, yeah. I say it's very hard to get them all into the fucking room together. Yeah. You know? What about Gamma Bomb? Gamma Bomb are still... Exactly, Gamma yeah. Bomb still going strong got, as well. And we only supported Gamma Bomb there, um, I think it was the, you know, the end of, I think it was the end of March, maybe the end of April, I'm getting the dates fixed up. Deadly. But I'm going to say end of March. And, but that was a great night for, just to see the Irish trash scene, because mm. it was ourselves, it was Animator, sorry, yeah, so Twisted Autopsy opened, then it was ourselves, then it was Animator, I think, and then it was Gamma Bomb Headline. You had Psychosis on that, you would have what I'd say the, the best trash bands the big the four <laughs> the big four big five <laughs> and you know and that was great but there just doesn't seem to be uh, that much going on when it comes to trash apart mm. from that, that that we've seen anyway and you can see like there's great bands out there and other sub-genres which um, some of which we love and they're doing really well for themselves and so long as you can see opportunities there for Irish bands to make it yeah, whatever way you want to say yeah. making it is you know then things are good but yeah so we're just hoping that more trash bands will come along and that you know ourselves and the other trash bands will be a part of that kind of that rising kind of tide that yeah. seems to be going on and maybe some of the other subgenres. Yeah. just hope they don't surpass us. <laughs> <laughs> that's up to you that's totally up to you exactly so you never know we might inspire some younger trash bands here. yeah that, that, that's the yeah. no, that's the thing I mean there's a lot of newish bands like you say, the, 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 the trash bands are thin on the ground at the moment. Mm. They yeah. maybe are, like, you know, it's... That's, that, if, if there's one, not even a bad thing, well, a bad thing maybe in our eyes, maybe not a bad thing overall, but if you say there's one bad thing for the Irish metal scene at the moment, it will say there's not enough trash. Mm. Now, there's a lot of other sub-genres which are great, even if we don't particularly love some of the genres, but, you know, that's not to say they're, they're all killer bands. Of course they are. We just, yeah, we just want a bit more trash, I suppose. Yeah. It sounds stereotypical, just, really. Just, just for us to listen to, you know? <laughs> yeah, no I, yeah. I, find, I found the trash was quite popular a few years ago. Yeah. Mm. Now it's more kind of doom and sludge. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, 
what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I love like that. I love like I love discovering mm-hmm. bands from different styles of music that I may not have been into. Like I was saying to you, I think I said it off off air. Horrenda are now fantastic. Like I I like them now. They're black metal. They're whatever you think. I can't remember. I'm a crap uh, interviewer. <laughs> the, 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 same, the same thing happened to me when because. Um, yeah, we I think we, we knew Daryl Connor, we knew uh he'd started horrenda. But the first time I'd seen him, and again, I could I can't name a lot of black metal that mm-hmm. I'd say I love myself. You know, some bits and pieces here and there maybe. But I remember vividly seeing them one night in Fibbers and they opened with a really cool uh, it was a Podrick Pierce speech sample yeah. and then they go into this and it's blistering and it's like this is really fucking good, you know, so yeah. it's great yeah. when you see something different, even you know, even like, you know, Tent on Slow are doing fantastic. They're mm-hmm. just looking, they're doing a, a tour. Yeah. And they've, they're playing Metal Days, they're playing Bloodstock again, and other bits and bobs. They're doing fantastic. Like, you know, but like that, you have to be able to, they have the time and the the, the, the effort, the drive to do that. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I know how hard those fuckers work, you know what I mean? I'm not, I know how hard Dead Label work. I wouldn't be able to do it anymore. You know, because of because of my 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 life, my family, my job, and that kind of stuff. You need to be able to take a step out, and put stuff before other things. Mm. So I want to actually mention them because I know the friends of yours have had on the show before. Uh, in my opinion, best metal band in the kind of the local scene, Snowblind. Snowblind, we've loved Snowblind for years now. They're class. They're three just blistering musicians. Like they're fucking effortless. They do. Effortless. The first time I saw them must have been five years ago when we were kind of only starting off and I saw their cover of Five Magics downstairs at the first one. I'll never forget yeah. it. And I'd say, <laughs> if I had to pick off the top of my head anyway, one song from an Irish metal band it, within the scene anyway, that is my favourite. Um, Existing as Utah, the oh. first song off their EP. It's like six minutes and there's amazing. And like, and even they definitely have trashy parts. Mm-hmm. You might not call them an all now trash fans, but no. I did de- I de- when we were coming up with songs, you definitely take inspiration about how seamlessly they go from part to part to part. And they get such a sound like that with only one guitar. Like, I know. And I can't say enough good things about them. And I know they I, they played there, they were there a couple of weeks ago and I couldn't go and I was raised and I can't wait to see them that again. Was with psychosis. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, so I'm hopefully now they announce another day or two soon and I can see them because... Yeah. When when my band broke up initially, actually myself and the drummer, sorry myself, the bass player and the guitarist were working with Jake and uh, Sean. Mm-hmm. We were working on some stuff for a while, and then two days ago we got back together. <laughs> but that was it was cool to even just be in a little jam room with them mm-hmm. was fantastic. You I'd know, I'd love to know. Actually, I have to listen to that that episode where you're you're interviewing. Do they talk about how they are writing write their songs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you probably listen to that. Dude, like their song, their song is like great breaking episode. the chain, like it's just a mad fucking song. Yeah. How the fuck do you write that? <laughs> I love how effortless it is for Ian though, just to sing and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's all it's all fucking fingers. It's amazing, like, you know? just crazy. But I think I think it's safe to say that the Irish metal scene is quite vibrant and alive and Definitely, yeah. You know, just smart trash players, yeah. That, if you're going to sum it up in a few words there and again there's plenty of amazing bands that we're probably not even mentioning now but it's, it's great to see that so, so long as there are opportunities for Irish metal bands there mm. you know so long as you can see some making there and taking yeah. the next steps you know it's in a good place and I, I do believe if bands are like I have no problem like say 
if I have contacts in the UK, I'm no problem giving them to any band. Mm-hmm. And that's the way every band should be. Yeah. With with bands. Help each other out. Get get as many Irish bands over there. Because exactly. when, yeah. when we played Bloodstock, there was five Irish battle bands that, and, you know, over the course of the weekend. And people went ballistic for us. For all the bands. All five bands. You know, and that's North and South. You know, I think there's... A co- I think uh, Slayer, what do you call it? Zealot Cult are even playing Bloodstock this year. Zealot Cult, I think, are doing a few dates around the place. I saw mm. them, yeah. Mm. They seem to be doing really well. Like, I, for, for, for myself, I feel like, I don't know if you feel the same. For myself, like... I am a ridiculously competitive person. So, and again, the Irish metal scene, I, I love all the collaboration that goes on, but I, like, I feel like myself, you know, when I see a band that are making a big, they're playing a bloodstock or they're playing this, that, there's going to be that small part of me that says, oh, those fucking bastards, I'm so jealous. But it's, it, it never comes from like a spiteful place. Like I am generally happy, happy, happy for that. Them, you know? You're so, human. Yeah, You're human. exactly. So it's, it's, it's the combination of, everyone being together and you know helping each other out because that's the way it should be and then at the same time that little tiny shitty voice you know at least use that to kind of drive us on to be yeah. as good as everyone else and that makes everybody better so absolutely yeah. and that's what everyone wants to be of course yeah we um we definitely we definitely want to try to get out of ireland and do something in the uk or europe at all like mm-hmm. we're we're um you know we've played with gamma bomb a few times and you know we've talked to the lads in gamma bomb like more than a few times like, like we saw joe mcgregan at uh a vector, you know, and you know, the lads they're always saying to us, you know, get out of Ireland, go to the UK, you're better off playing to a room full of like, fuck all people, yeah, than playing to fibers. And it's a lot of people you know, yeah, you know? it's the truth. I'll even say that to you yeah. because we did it and they weren't the met, they weren't the best gigs in the world, but people still remember us, mm-hmm. and we still get messages from pe- those people. and you know, it, it you do need to do it. It's yeah. a big, yeah, I think it's a big goal. We have a few goals now for 2020. We're hoping that's going to be a big year. Yeah. So um, Absolutely. that's definitely one that uh, we're going to take off sooner rather than later, hopefully. Okay, listen, we're going to wrap it up. Um, just before you go, what's your go-to album that you always listen to? Not necessarily your favourite, but like what gets you? What gets you going? It's cliche, but uh, and Justice for All is going to be my favourite metal album yeah. of all time. Hands down, no problem. And then if you're talking about something more modern, we mentioned Vector already today. Mm-hmm. Um Terminal Redux by Vector, their third, their most recent album, eighty minutes of nonstop trash with a bit of <laughs> death metal, uh, bit of death metal influences there, amazing, that. yeah. And also, uh, yes, mentioned earlier, Ascension by Paladin came out this year. That's an amazing album that everyone should check out. Kind of trash metal mix with a bit of kind of power as well. Awesome, Kev. Um, <laughs> it's either Justice by Metallica or Victims of Deception by Heaton. But if I was to pick an album that's not trash. Again, it's going to be two. Yeah, so <laughs> Thunder and Lightning by Tim Lizzy nice. or the live album by Iron Maiden, Life After Death. Life After Death. Oh, that, that was one of the first uh, metal albums I ever had. Yeah, it's fucking class. Yeah. Unreal. Well, this is, has been very, very cool and very interesting. <laughs> Have you anything going on before we go? Plant. Um, <laughs> loads. Hopefully. Well, well in, the ne- in the near future anyway, we have, it's yet to be officially announced, but we're going to be doing a headlining gig downstairs in Fibbers in September. Awesome. It's our first headlining gig, I don't know however long, and we have a load of, like, we have a good long set list that we want to get through and really put on a good show. So uh, that'll be announced, it'll be with OD Promotions, uh, and we'll be announced on their page and our page soon, awesome. hopefully. Uh, we'll be playing up in Belfast and McHugh's Bar. Uh, I think the date, yeah, date to be finalised, but um, that'll be in mid-October as well checking out on social media awesome. for that and then in we have plans already now 
our plan is we are definitely going to be recording the debut album, no title or anything yet, but yeah. we have, I said we have a good 80% of the songs ready. Awesome. We're, we're, we are going and we're going to record that. There's a good plan in place for that for the debut album to be recorded within, let's say, the first three months of um, 2020 and then to be released, hopefully, kind of middle 2020. So Excellent. we're hoping that's when everything's going to really kick off. So we're going to have some, we're spending most of the year kind of, getting the song right and done, getting yeah. everything sorted out with that and the few gigs that we mentioned there and then 2020 record the album and from there awesome. it's going to be full sales ahead. Mm. So you just have got stuff going on and that's mm-hmm. plenty, plenty to keep us busy. Yeah. Gentlemen, it's been a, an absolute pleasure to... Uh, yeah. Thanks very much for I was going to say swap spit with you but that would, mean, that would entail <laughs> we were kissing like, but we're not. So, uh, share stories. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, everybody just... Keep on the social media, are on social media, all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash Crossfire Trash, Instagram.com slash Crossfire underscore Ireland. Uh, we post a lot of shit there. So. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Listen, thanks a million, lads. Thank you. Yeah. So that's an episode nine in the bag. Um, I'll have a couple more bonus episodes up next week from season one. Thank you. Bye.